Hello ladies and gentlemen and happy Christmas Eve. This is our second to last episode of 2021. Um, so I am your boy as always here on So Marada Horror Fan. It's me, Simon. And it's me, Lee. Happy Christmas, ghoul gang. I hope everyone's having a good Christmas. I hope you're spending it with the people you care about, or even if you're spending it on your own, I hope you're safe and you're having a good time. And I hope some big fat dude in a red suit doesn't try and climb down your chimney. If he does, set him on fire, I guess. Um, so, this is a, as you guys know, we mentioned it in our uh, Krampus episode. So I married a horror fan turned one years old on December the 21st. That was when we put out our very first episode on Ready or Not. So it's been an entire year since we started ha So I Married a Horror Fan. So we just thought we would kind of do a, a bit of a wrap up of how our first year went. Um, some of the highs, some of the lows give you kind of an idea of what's going to be coming in 2022 mm -hmm. and then some of the things that we are looking forward to, some of the films that are coming out and TV shows that are coming out in 2022 that we've got looking looking forward to as we go into year two slash season two. So for Up Top, I just want to say before we get into how this year has been for us, there will be some changes coming to So I Married a Horror Fan in 2022. So we will still be releasing an episode every Monday. We will not be releasing a 5 by 5 every other Friday as we did in 2021 because we are doing something completely different. So to make the most of the 5 by 5s and so basically so that we don't run out of topics and so that they have... Um, as much relevance as possible. What we will be doing is we will be releasing one 5x5 five five every month. It will be on the first Friday of every month and it will be on a topic that we will be selecting. That will be starting in January. Mm -hmm. So we will be doing 5x5, five five, one a month on the first Friday of every month. But don't you worry, we're not shafting you guys on content. Because on the third Friday of every month, so you'll still get two episodes, uh, one every other week. But what we're doing is we're introducing a new show. We are going to be doing what is known as Crossing the Stream. So basically what we decided was last year we set out our whole year. And even to be fair this year we've got a whole list of what we're going to be doing covering for a whole year mm -hmm. but we realized that there was a lot of films that either went straight to dvd or that were streaming uh, same with tv shows that we kind of missed last year because we were doing other things so crossing the stream is our way of looking at films that are either exclusive to streaming or random films that we've found on streaming ones that have gone straight to blu-ray and dvd and also looking at TV shows as well. It's just a bit of it's our way of putting a bit of extra content out there and kind of also helping to reduce the workload on the 5x5 five five front. So you still get the same number of episodes, but you'll be getting a different kind of content. So they will be every third Friday of every month. Any months that have five Fridays in them, we won't be doing another episode. It's literally you'll get one 5x5 five five a month, you'll get one Crossing the Stream episode a month, just to keep it nice and organised 
just so we don't burn ourselves out. You don't get bored of us. And it kind of just makes it that way. We can do 12 five by fives and they can all be really good, really relevant and really interesting. And then the same with the cross and the streams. What we may do on the cross and the stream episodes is we might put a little vote out. We might pick one film each and then put a poll on our Twitter and see what gets voted. And that may be how we pick what we're doing. We may just look at new releases. We may kind of take suggestions. We haven't figured out that part of it yet. We just know that it's going to be mainly for like a TV series or it's going to be for... Like a fit, like as I said, a film that goes to streaming or to, to video Straight DVD. To DVD release. So that's kind of the big change. The second big change that we are doing in ja- uh, January moving forward is 2021's <laughs> months are going to be slightly different. So 2021? 2022, sorry. Oh, we're, not, we're not reliving <laughs> this year, babe. Jesus uh, the way we do our months are going to be slightly different. So what we did was we sat down. We, we realised April is Lee's birthday, July is my birthday. So much like we did this year, we will be selecting each. So the, the months of our birthday, we will be curating those films exclusively ourselves. So January, oh, sorry, all of July's films will be picked by me. All of April's films will be picked by Lee. The other 10 months, we split straight down the middle. Lee picked five themes. I picked five themes. And starting in January, we will be running themed months. Mm. So the way this works is we picked five each. Then we picked two movies each based on that theme. And any months that have five weeks in them, we picked Having a tie- we picked a tiebreaker one between us. And what we will be doing is we will be announcing our release schedules two months in advance. So as of now, we are about to announce exclusively on here right now what we are covering in January and February. Can I do it? Yes. Okay, so January, setting off our year in style, we are doing our foreign language month. Yes. We will be covering... This is your topic, right? It was my topic. We will be covering Pan's Labyrinth on the 3rd. Brotherhood of the Wolf on the 10th, Train to Busan on the 17th, Dark Water on the 24th, and Night Watch on the 31st, which was our agreed film. Yeah. And then in February... What else are we doing in January? Oh, well, we have 5x5, obviously. We don't know what that's going to be yet. Surprise for everybody. (laughs) But on the 14th, we will be doing a special additional bonus episode, so on top of your 5x5 and the Crossing the Streams on 2022's Scream and then on the 21st we'll have our first Crossing the Stream episode the only one we've officially picked thus far and we will be doing Werewolves Within so that'll be on the 21st of January (laughs) so January has quite a lot there's what's that eight films we're covering or eight subjects we've got yeah. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, eight episodes you will get from us in January. So enjoy that chaos. <laughs> uh, and then in February, we will be doing another one of my picks for the month. We will be doing family-friendly horror, in which we will be covering... On the 7th of February, we will have Goosebumps. On the 14th, Valentine's Day, we will have Scooby-Doo, a nice romantic I'd one like to you. point out that it's the, the, the James Gunn-written... 2002 live action Scooby-Doo. So y'all enjoy that shit. Nice romantic one for you. Uh, on the 21st, we will be doing Monster House. 
And on the 28th, we will be doing Coraline. Not a bad way to start the year. No. Nice, fun. And basically, the way the months were decided is that we both picked five, and then I used a random number generator to decide who got what months. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, because I think if you look... Like March is the one that I picked. I think March is your April creation. is April is yours, and then May is one that I picked. So I think it goes two of yours, then your two of yours, one of yours, mine, your birthday, mine, yours, one of mine, yours. Yeah, and then my birthday. Yeah, I think I think to be fair, I looked at the list because we because we're quite organised. We already have pretty much everything that we're covering for the next calendar year already planned out. Season yep. two is already planned out already already set which i think is another reason why we came up with the crossing the stream idea was because we did it last year and we kind of stuck pretty rigidly i mean there were a few changes in the first year we took a few movies out put a few movies in swapped a few things around but i think we stuck pretty rigidly to once we'd written it it was kind of like this is our bible for the year this is what we're going to be doing and then new releases popped up some streaming stuff popped up and we went oh we really should do an episode on that. I ended up doing a lot of additional episodes. That we hadn't planned for. Yeah, so crossing the streams has kind of added in so that we can cover things that pop up and we're like, oh, we should cover that without having to do additional episodes. episodes. More, even more episodes for you. Just to make our lives a little bit easier and also so you don't have to listen to our eight voices like three times a <laughs> week like you did when we did fucking Gremlins, Chucky and a 555. <laughs> Also, another really cool thing as well for us is um, for, for Christmas, we we are getting a multi-region Blu-ray player. We are. Which means that, that some films, like last year and the year before, some films that got re- released on Blu-ray in America a lot quicker than they did over here. It means we can order them and then we can kind of cover them a lot quicker than we normally would. Yeah. Um, Freaky being one of those. We had to wait nearly a year to like even contemplate maybe putting Freaky on a list. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to wait for it to come over here and we only got a DVD release. Yeah, so that's another thing as well. We'll be kind of covering sort of stuff like that. But So that's basically everything that's coming in 2022. Uh, that's your first two months covered, so you can kind of get that shit in your diaries, kind of look at what we're looking at and, and kind of what we're going to be doing in January um, and February. Uh, and of course, you know, y- your boy had to get a scream in there. We, don't don't worry, we... we we already knew that we would be having to cover Scream uh, because... Yeah, that was, that was penned in literally as soon as we knew what the release date was. Yeah. We knew we were covering it. Um, but yeah, so January next month, you get the joy of listening to me mispronounce multitudes of names. Mate, we're going all over the place as well. We are, like, we're going Spain, Spain France, France, Korea, Korea Japan, Japan, and then off to Mother Russia. Yeah, so... It's going to be it's gonna be a good month. My uh, Russian pronunciation <coughs> will get a little bit of a... <laughs> Stretch, I can say a few words. Apparently, from what I have been told by uh, people who I know who are Russian who are teaching me to speak Russian, my pronunciation is adorable. <laughs> Literally the word that was used. My Polish friends have said the same thing. Apparently, when I speak either Polish or Russian, it is adorable, which I'm not sure how I feel about I think, that. I think a large part of when we looked at the stuff we're covering in 2022, <laughs> a lot of the topics were like, we did a 5x5 five five on this. We should probably just like because those Do two, a month. <laughs> yeah, those two especially were, were well, like five foreign by five. language. Um, we originally had planned to do, I think, at least two of those films during the year that has just gone, and then they got shifted about because of new releases and films that popped up that we were like, oh, we should do an episode on that. So I'm quite excited to find because Train to Busan, I think we discussed was one. Of, it was on the original list of films we were <clears> going to cover for the podcast. Yeah, that we just never got round to. So I'm quite excited to finally get to. For some reason, to get to cover some of those, and same with Pan's Labyrinth, I think it's one of the films that I was dying to cover. 
Yeah. And it just kept getting shifted and shafted. So next month, yeah, we were like, next year we'll just do themed months and then that way we can fit in all the movies that we had to move about to fit in. And I think as well, it kind of offers a lot of diversity. If you look at like those, what, nine movies over the next two months, they're all very different from each other. And some of the months we've got next year are uh, chaotic to say the least. Yeah, May's going to be interesting because I I remember I just remembered what May is, and I think November or December are going to be interesting yeah. as well. Yeah, so it'll be a fun year um, for everyone involved, um, and we're really looking forward to to doing next year. Um, also, before we kind of get into our personal feelings about how the first year of Summer Horror Fan went, I just want to say like this year we hit some really big milestones. Like we hit a thousand followers on Twitter. We have hit nearly a thousand. No, we hit a thousand followers on Instagram. We've hit nearly a thousand followers on Twitter, and we had over two thousand plays yeah. uh, slash downloads of our episodes. So before we kind of get into our own personal feelings, I just want to say once again a massive, massive thank you to anyone who's listened to an episode, retweeted, shared a link, uh, put our name in a follow Friday, like anybody that supported us. Like a lot of the horror podcasts that are in our community that have supported us. You guys know exactly who you are. Um, We just want to say we didn't think that something that was an off the cuff idea that we kind of thought maybe we'll do a couple of episodes and it will disappear would become something that it has become. Uh, Like it's been a really interesting year all over to see the podcast kind of come on in, in leaps and bounds. Like when we first started and we were, you know, uh, we were like basically bugging our friends going guys can you listen to it so we can get some numbers please <laughs> to where we're at now with like we have a listenership and you know there's people who come back and listen to episode after episode and okay yeah maybe I'm sure there's people out there who would laugh at the numbers we have but I'd rather have people who come back and listen again and again and again and have people who are interacting with us than yeah you know people coming dropping and listening to one episode and then disappearing and sitting on you know going like oh my god we got like three thousand listens on one episode like i'm happy i'm cool with you guys and i like that you're here and you listen to us ramble about bullshit for like fucking an hour also a lot of americans so many americans which i think is really you guys must get so fucking confused <laughs> yeah because like america's our biggest market oh yeah is- and I, like, we, we constantly say, like, you guys must be so confused with, like... Because not only is it a word English, so we have, like, set words we use for things, and, like, it's a, it's a different dialect to American. But we're also from two different parts of the UK, so we have, again, individual phrasing for the same thing based on where we're from. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you to the American listeners for putting up with us. Yeah driveling on in (laughs) terrible English accents. (laughs) As often with these episodes, I'll start with you. So how has this year been for you? Like talk, talk, talk to our listeners about like how the podcast started, how you found it, like what your highs and lows have been and, and, and sort of how you've found getting into horror through this podcast. It has been a roller coaster of a year. Um, so I'm sure people have heard this story numerous times by now, but kind of this did start as a, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we did a, a podcast of like me introducing you to horror movies and uh, me going, that sounds like bullshit. And then I thought of a fucking podcast name and I was like, we have to do it now. <laughs> 
because I have thought of a podcast name. And yeah, I was kind of expecting for me to do like four or five episodes and then be like, I hate all horror movies. Never make me do this again. I hate you. Um, but I've actually ended up finding myself finding and watching films and ending up enjoying them that I never expected to like. Like, even now, when we go to, like, shopping and we go to, like, HMV, I will drift over to the horror section to go see what batshit weird horror (laughs) films they have, um, which I would have never done before. I usually just skip straight over the horror section and I'll go disappear and go look at, like, fucking anime. (laughs) I'm yeah. like, I don't care, I'm going to go to the anime. Uh, but I have found myself now, I'll go over and have a look at the horror section. Like, I've, I have got way more into it than I thought I would. To the point where, like, I'll watch trailers or something and I'll text you, I'll be like, this looks really good, babe, we should watch it. <laughs> Which I never saw happening in a million years. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I think it's been really interesting. Like, um, I I had a little bit of experience of doing a podcast previously because I used to do a music one. Um, and it was kind of one of those things of like, even if even if we do this to amuse ourselves, just because at the time we started it, we were kind of going in and out of lockdown. And, and I don't think anybody really knew what was going on with no. COVID. And I think we'd just kind of, it was one of those things of like, even if we do this just for ourselves, just to keep ourselves occupied. Mm-hmm. And even if no one ever hears this shit, like it will be like really fucking funny if it's just the two of us um and i think that was kind of like what the the kind of general consensus was of like hey we could just do this as a hobby and even if we don't ever want to release it like we um we don't have to like we'll just we'll just keep it for ourselves and keep it for our friends um but like as the years gone on like you know, you are right. There have been highs and lows. It has been a roller coaster. But I think the most interesting thing for me personally from doing this has not only been kind of watching... Because there's, there's movies that we've covered that I've seen so many times that like I know them like the back of my hand. But it's been really interesting watching those movies with you and kind of watching somebody else discover the movies that you love and seeing how they react to them and like there's a running there's a running joke from one of our friends of like hey on this episode of lee shits on that movie that everyone loves (laughs) which i think is really funny because like you know yeah there have been movies that you've been really harsh towards but there are also movies that you've that you've really loved and i think it's always interesting when you bring somebody into a fandom and you have somebody that is a fan of a thing and then somebody that isn't a fan of a thing because it gives that real kind of like measured approach to it's not just somebody going oh this is fucking amazing and i love it for all these fucking reasons and it's the best thing ever because you've then got the other person going yeah but also these are the reasons why it's not as amazing as you think it is and i think it's really important to have that kind of like measured argument because you can just get carried away with going this thing is amazing or this thing is shit. I think you need to have both sides of that. And the fact that like we've been together for seven years now. We have. And I think it's this is kind of like I think I, I say this repeatedly. I think you've probably learned more about me in the last year doing this than you did in this in like the whole other six years prior in our relationship. And I think that's that's been the coolest thing is kind of like for me, not only like doing it with you and kind of seeing 
your reactions to things like i remember when i was growing up watching horror movies for the first time and falling in love with like certain characters or certain films and it's been kind of interesting seeing what characters that you gravitate towards and what films that you gravitate towards that are kind of completely different to the ones that i like um but then also kind of like also falling in love with the same things that i love as well but i think for me outside of just the personal gratification of doing something with you that that has brought kind of us closer together and has made kind of like uh our relationship better in the sense of like we, more we now we have, can yeah we now have together. a more shared, more of a shared interest mm. i think it's just the community side of things as well yeah. like i remember when we put our first couple of episodes up there were like and and i started the twitter page and i was like oh tee hee hee like we have a twitter page isn't this funny and then we were starting to get retweets from like these other podcasters that had started around the same time as us. Mm -hmm. And I remember people like the horror project, Phil and Laura being like one of the first podcasts that retweeted us and then scaring Sam, the horror friendly, girls. Uh, the horror friendly girls who, who just started a couple of weeks behind us. Um, and then it kind of spiraled into like, there was the four of us in this group. And then it reached out to like other guys, like the horror bandwagon started like sharing our things and like the homies of horror and, you know, all of these other podcasts. And now we're friends with like the guys from cast me to hell and all these other, other places. And I just think for me, the community aspect of it is really cool. Like everybody kind of roughly knows everybody's schedules now. So like on a Monday or a Friday or a Wednesday or a Thursday, when people are dropping episodes, you know, you'll drop your episode and then everybody's retweeting it and sharing GIFs. And, like, it opens up that discussion of, like, oh, hey, you guys just covered this movie. We're going to cover that, too. Like, I can't wait to hear your episode. And, you know, everybody's been really supportive. And, you know, that that's the most interesting thing is, like, we've not had a lot of negativity. Like, no. a, few, a few people have been like, oh, man, I can't believe you didn't like that film. But, like, yeah. that's that's been the no, extent of it. mostly aimed at me. But, like, that's like, been really? kind of, like, the extent of it. Like, nobody's really been, like, very harsh towards us or, like, called us idiots or any of that sort of stuff. And I was expecting way more of that. Um, and I was kind of expecting to not be as embraced as what we have. And, you know, we, we collaborated with The Horror Project and The Horror Friendly Girls back in October. We've just done an episode with The Horror Bandwagon where we covered Scream 3. And, you know, those 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 guys have been some of our biggest supporters. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the most beautiful thing about this is feeling like you're part of a community. And, like, it's so interesting as a content creator. I hate using that term, but that's kind of what we are, is you go into it expecting people to be like, no, this is a thing that I do. Fuck off. Like, I don't want you here. Like, you expect there to be more competition and more hostility towards it. Mm. And... There hasn't been. No, it's been really cool. It's been nice as well to like kind of make friends, um, because of the podcast. Like you know, like you said with the with the girls and Phil and Laura, and doing the episode and like planning to do shit together and um, same with like the bandwagon guys. Like getting to hang out with them, it's just really cool to kind of have that community that you can. Ha kind of talk to about stuff that, like my, my my IRL friends could not give a shit that <laughs> I sat and watched you know fucking Friday the 13th for the first time but I know for well out there <laughs> there's at least seven people who will be like Lisa fucking what <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're like yeah I said that thing about that movie that you all like sauce about that <laughs> except for Chaz who's normally like yeah it's shit <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but it's like, jazz. like that's the that's the really cool thing, and like even even as like a lifelong horror fan, like I've never been as massively involved in the community as I am now, and like you know to say that kind of like we've only been going for a year, the following that we've managed to kind of gather, like our, our like I refer to our fans as our ghoul gang, like that to me like. Whenever I put an episode out, I'm like, "Hey, Ghoul Gang!" Like that's what our 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 fandom, our our, our fans are called. It's our. I didn't know you'd named them. Yeah, our Ghoul Gang. Fair enough. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know this at this point, uh, Simon is the one who handles all of our social media because I forget to update Twitter, not Twitter, Tumblr, let alone anything else. So if you like messages <laughs> on uh, social media, it's Simon because I am shit at social media. Yeah. I remember last time I updated, updated my personal Instagram, let alone having to do it on my <laughs> weekly basis. I think for me, the first inclination that we were kind of getting somewhere with this was when I can't remember her name I'm so sorry uh horror in real life um is her Instagram handle had met like put a thing out on her story saying I didn't know I needed an episode about ghost ship uh until now and I was like we like we never interacted with this person before and like they were sharing our ghost ship episode from like New York and I was like, oh, this is crazy. Like, we've got people listening in America who are, like, listening to our episodes and stuff. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, and that was the first indication of, like, okay, maybe this can go somewhere. Do you want to know the moment for me that I was, like, holy fucking shit, what is my life? Do you want to know what it was? I have I a feel feeling like you're you know going to mention exactly Josh Rubin again. It is! When Josh Rubin tweeted about our episode on Scare Me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you did what now? Yeah. Hi, Josh. I love you. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But that's kind of been like the craziest thing is like when I look at our analytics and I see that like 65% of our audience is in America and then I look at our analytics on Instagram for the people that see our post and it's like Los Angeles, New York um, and there's another place in America where we have a lot of like coverage as well. You kind of sit there and go, this is me and my wife in our attic bullshitting about movies and there's people in like New York I mean, it used to be me and my husband in our spare room. Yeah. But it's like, you know, now it's, we've got people in, like, New York, uh, Los Angeles, like, other parts of America. We've got Canada, Australia, the UK, Ireland, Hungary, Greece. Ukraine? Ukra- U- the Ukraine. The Ukraine. Uh, Romania. Uh, Holland. Like, all these places across the world. And it's, like, so mental to think that, like... But, but like, what, so what have been... So I'm going to ask you a question, like, because I actually want to talk about the actual podcast itself. What have been some of your favourite episodes that we've done this year? And what have been... What has been the one thing that surprised you the most about doing the podcast? Um, what have been my favourite episodes? So I think... Mm, that's a really good question. The Scare Me episode, without a doubt, I think is my, like, peak favourite episode we did this year because I had so much fun watching it and recording it. Um, I love doing the Candyman episode. I love doing the Hellraiser episode. Basically, any film I loved, I really enjoyed <laughs> recording the episode on it. Um, I think my biggest surprise this year was Hellraiser, though. So, uh, Hellraiser, for anyone who doesn't know, who maybe hasn't listened to the episode because I haven't seen Hellraiser or whatever, um, Hellraiser is my mum's favourite horror movie. She loves it she's watched the, i think she's only seen the first three 
She gave in after the third one. She's like, I'm done now. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and get her to come see the new one with us. Some of the new one comes out. Um, but I wasn't anticipating liking it. I was a little bit like, oh, it's old and it's my mum's favourite horror movie. My mum has some really dubious taste in mo movies. Um, but I loved, I loved watching Hellraiser, and I've, I've, uh, I've become quite the pinhead aficionado. Aficionado. Shut up. <laughs> um, but no, I think outside of that, like episode-wise, I think my favourite thing that's come from this is like actually going to the cinema to see horror films. Because mm. I think, right, so I am um, old, <laughs> uh, but. Um, outside of the films we have seen this year I've only ever been to the cinema to see a horror film ever in my entire life because I went to go see uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark which was dreadful yeah um so like getting to do that with you because like any horror movie that used to come out I would just send you off on your own or with like one of the Nugget crew to go watch horror films and I'd just stay at home whereas now I can share it with you yeah. Which is really cool. I think that's my favourite thing that has come from this podcast. Yeah, I think for me, like, some of my favourite episodes have been the more out-of-the-box episodes. Like, I love the film episodes. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I loved it when we did The Evil Dead. Like, The Evil Dead is one of my favourite episodes that we've ever done. Getting to do the Ghostbusters Afterlife episode was really cool as well. Um, I think the Scream episode is one of my favourites that we've done because we did it and it was released on my birthday and it's one of my favourite movies. I think for me, it's the 5 by 5s that I think are more interesting because we can sit and we can talk about a movie and that's like one movie and it's differing opinions or the same opinion on a film. Whereas I think when we do some of the 5 by 5 episodes, like it's really interesting to kind of set a topic and then seeing how we both approach that topic. Yeah. And like the one we did the one on the books and the comic books I thought was really interesting. And like the episode that we did uh, back in the summer on the things that scare us, I mm -hmm. thought was really interesting because it was nice to kind of be like, these are things that scare us. And like, it's kind of like that, that kind of different content that I feel like when we actually talk about a subject and approach it from different topics, it's kind of like, because I feel like there's only a finite amount of things that you can say about a film, even if you have differing opinions. Whereas, like, when we talked about the episode of Things That Scared Us, it was like, hey, I've just found out that my wife is scared of scare actors at theme parks. And you're like, I just found out that my husband has a fear of sentient plasticine. What a fucking idiot. So, like, those kind of things are really interesting. I think the most surprising thing for me was reappraising The Exorcist. Mm. So, I think when we did The Exorcist, what, two months ago? So, we did it back in October. I think both of us were really no, anxious. Yeah. Because you were like, this is the scariest movie ever made. Up until this point, like you, you're like, hey, we've done some films that were scary, but not anything on this level. And like, it's well documented through many different episodes I've mentioned that that, to me, is the scariest film of all time. So I think we both approach that with a like, holy fuck. And for me to kind of sit, to, to kind of look back at that movie now as an adult and be like, I'm not, as afraid of this movie anymore as I used to be, but conquering that fear of something that held, had a hold over me for most of my childhood and doing it with you for then you to go, ha that movie sucks, was really funny. Like, yeah. and I think that, that to me was kind of like one of the, the best episodes that we've done. Um, 
I loved the episode that we did with the horror project, uh, horror project, and the horror friendly girls, just because it's so chaotic. And I think that was kind of like the first indication of like this might be something that we pursue further. Because I think when you enter, when you go on somebody else's channel, and like when we did the episode with the horror bandwagon, when we did Scream Three, when you go on somebody else's channel, they're putting faith in you to kind of deliver content alongside themselves. And you kind of set an expectation in your head of like, this isn't my podcast. This isn't my episode. I'm guessing on someone else's. So you set the expectation of, I'll downplay my personality a little bit more. I'll be less chaotic. I don't want to embarrass these people in front of their audience. And when we did the episode, especially with the horror project and the horror friendly, because it was three of us. It was so chaotic. It was one of the most chaotic. But it kind of was that thing of like, okay, you guys are going hard. We can go hard too. Yeah. And it was so weird. I was really drunk when we did that yeah. episode. Like, yeah. so drunk. Because um, I don't think anyone... Like, I, I'm pretty sure it comes across quite obviously in the episodes. Like, I don't drink when we record. We drink energy drinks, like, you know... Yeah. Sane people quite late at night. Um, but yeah, when we did the, when we did the crossover episode, because I was really nervous, I drank, like, a bottle of wine <laughs> while we were recording the episode, and I was so drunk. I also nearly killed myself on the stairs. Yeah. Because <laughs> I came up dressed with a fucking sheet. And this is why Lee does not drink when we record episodes, because <laughs> she does stupid shit. <laughs> I think I think as well, kind of like one of the one of the really cool things about the first year of this is I think we found our voice and found our personalities very quickly. Oh yeah. And to be fair, the podcast went through a multitude of different changes. Like if you listen to our very first episodes, if you went for whatever ungodly reason went back and listened to that ready or not episode, it is an like massively different episode to the episodes we do now. It's a massively different episode to the second episode we ever did because literally we recorded it, our friend listened to it and went it was really confusing and chaotic. Do you want to try this instead? And we were like, yes, thank you. Yeah, so I think initially, for I think maybe about the first 20 or so episodes, we did, we did, break, yeah, break we did like full plot breakdowns and went on a lot of tangents. And I feel like... Now we just go on tangents. <laughs> yeah, I think it was around the time we did the Killer Clowns episode because we were like, there's no real way we can break this down. I think... Now the podcast has become how we always envisioned it would be. Yeah. Because we always kind of envisioned like the idea of we sit together, we have a conversation. What what would it sound like if this conversation was recorded? And now we kind of it's a bit more conversational, it's a bit more natural. And it's kind of part of the reason why, for anybody that doesn't know, we don't edit our episodes. We do not. What um, you get is the full unfiltered. So yeah. And I, I always so I, I will never criticise anyone that spends time polishing their episodes or editing their episodes. Everybody's content and everybody's creations are different. And I feel like with us, we're lazy to start with. Oh, yeah, but, I can't I can't edit for shit either, which doesn't help. <laughs> but I think with us, I think there's something about the way that we record. And because we are a married couple and there are kind of like those moments where we kind of maybe we'll say something or like we'll snipe at each other. I feel like 
those add personality to the episode and what you get in our episodes because they are unedited and unfiltered it okay. feels more natural and and maybe that's why people listen to us because it sounds like your friends having a conversation yeah. it doesn't sound like a product or it doesn't sound think... like something that has been edited into like a neat little box yeah and again not to criticize people that I do that because wait. everybody presents their content differently what simon is doing here is he's trying to make out like it's a a, a, a directive choice that we made what is his is his nice way of saying what's actually going on is we're both fucking lazy and neither of us know how to edit for shit so we don't <laughs> because it would just end badly. But also, <laughs> but like the thing is, is I think it's one of these things. I I feel, I feel like if, if we did edit, it would be a very different show to what we put out. Yeah. Um. But also, sometimes I'm like, I wish I could edit that. Like, I wish I could, but I don't know how to, and you don't know how to either. Like, it's really simple, as well, because I've I've tried before and I managed to fuck it up. And it's the most simplistic editing software on the planet, and I still. Can't yeah. manage it. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like if you edit it you lose a lot of especially like our I think our personalities are quite can be quite chaotic. Yeah. And like I'd like to think the reason why people listen to us is because A we offer uh the idea of our podcast is that we offer something different, like you know or or something that's not quite quite the norm. But I also feel like I hope that people listen to us because they like our personalities. Well, and like hope. I, I feel like those they come across better in unfiltered episodes. But for me, I think the first the for for our first year, I think for us to have hit the milestones that we hit and to be in the position that we're in now, I think is fucking remarkable. Um, to say that we don't edit our episodes or we, you know, we don't do a lot of things that other people do, I think that maybe is a bonus for us because we just do our own thing and you know people seem to really like it and. I think, you know, as I said, we hit a lot of big milestones this year. And even if it was like, even if we had five followers on Instagram and it was just our friends that were following us on Twitter and even if it was just only us listening to it, I think I would still feel like the podcast has been a success because first and foremost, the only people that we ever want to entertain are each other. Yeah. And the fact that there are people around the world that are also entertained by it is just a nice cherry on top, I I think. I think the thing is with the podcast, like... I will con- consistently confound me that people want to listen to us chat bullshit for like an hour. I'm, I'm impressed. But the point of the podcast for me was never really about how many listeners we got or retweets or shares or stories or whatever else happens on social media. It was always more about getting to spend more time with you and getting to take part in something that I was outright not into um, and share a thing that you love. Yeah. Like that was always what it was about for me was like trying to find something in a realm that I would avoid at all costs but you loved that I could also partake in to get to, you know, spend more time together and hang out and, you know, do stupid shit. But it has got to the point now where like, I have my own very specific tastes in horror movies like, as things that I love. And, like, earlier this year we were discussing, you know, like, going to a horror convention next year or going to 
the what's the thing in London called where they show all the new release horror movies? Like Fright Fest. Is it Fright Fest where they could do it in the cinema and you can go and see the films? Yeah, I think it's Fright yeah. Fest. Yeah. Like which what me eighteen months ago would have been like on your bike, get the fuck out of here, yeah. I'm not doing that, like, you've not got a chance. Um, whereas now I'm like, oh, it'd be really cool to go to a horror convention or it'd be really cool to go and like take part in Fright Fest and see all of these upcoming horror movies. And yeah, I think it's 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 just been nice. And yeah, the whole point of this for me was never really about listenership. It was always just about getting to spend more time with you. And I think I'm going to throw up now. That was really, really disgustingly nice. The fr- The real friends were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I'm going to go be sick. <laughs> please, please don't. <laughs> so I think overall what we're saying is that the first year of So I Married a Horror Fan has been really successful. And obviously we're looking forward to doing more. Uh, we hope that people will continue to to join us for more uh, and continue to enjoy the content that we put out. But I think obviously now we're kind of just focusing on kind of continuing to make the best podcast that we can. Now that we know that people actually listen to it and people kind of have expectations we kind of want to just continue to do the best that we can for you guys and do the best that we can for ourselves um and we just really really appreciate everybody that's kind of joined us on this crazy weird fucking journey and uh we promise that we'll always kind of do right by you guys um and you know we just hope that um yeah we continue to to deliver content that people enjoy um and also you know, that we enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Because we are our own target audience. We are our own target <laughs> audience. But yeah, no, it's been really fun. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And, you know, <clears throat> getting to watch stuff that I wouldn't watch has been an interesting. And also getting to face my fears. Because well, this episode, this year alone, we have faced the big four. The big four? Freddie, Jason, Michael. We've watched... We've watched- uh, a film, at least, by everyone that was on Behind the Monsters on Trudder. Yeah, but the big three, isn't it? It's three guys, Jason, Michael, who are, like, the yeah. big three. And, I, like, I, like, as everyone, I think, is aware at this point, I was massively afraid of all three of them, and I've managed to face all three down and laugh at them. Yeah. Because they were dreadful. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it has become a long-running joke now with one of our friends that he calls the podcast this week... Uh, oh, he'll go this week on Lee Shits on the Thing You Love. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because um, apparently I don't like any classic horror movies. Yeah, I mean the thing is, you just like everybody. You just kind of like what you like, don't you? I but... do, but it's been fun. It's been nice to kind of um, watch things I wouldn't watch and get to take the piss out of them, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, but you know, everybody's different. Everybody likes different stuff, and you know, I think that's the interesting thing about this is kind of like when we put an episode out seeing people go oh i agree with lee or i agree with simon or you know you're both fucking idiots in yeah. the rare occasion where we're just like you know we both love it or both hate it yeah yeah and i think that's kind of like that's kind of what it's about though isn't it and you know i think everybody's always going to have different opinions and i think it's just the thing is i think the thing with us is we never tell people that they're wrong we always say like this we always preface our episodes with saying this is our opinion if you have a different opinion that's okay we're right. not we're not saying you're wrong for having your opinion we're we're just saying this is our opinions and you know your opinions are also valid yeah. unless unless you kind of are like a homophobic or racist or like something like that then we're like no your opinions aren't okay but you know that's kind of just where we're at is um 
It's a, it's a bit like the uh, the age old saying of opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Yeah. And usually they're full of shit. Yeah. Um, but with that said, there is a lot of upcoming stuff to look forward to next year. So next year is another big year for horror. So I assume some of these things we're probably going to cover and some of them we're not. So let's oh, see. I'm, I'm going to go through them. So we've got Scream next year, which is coming out in January. Which I am very looking forward to. You are. Mate, I just saw a TV spot for Scream. Spoilers, if anyone's been avoiding trailers. Motherfucker's got a fucking flamethrower. Amazing. I was like, I am up for flamethrower-wielding fucking ghost face. Fair enough. Uh, February, we've got The Black Phone, which is Scott Derrickson's adaptation of the Joe Hill novel. I do which like looks Joe Hill. creepy as fuck. Like, we saw that trailer. It does like look super creepy. Ethan Hawke hanging out wearing his fucking child murder mask. And I'm like, oh, I'm not about that life. Um, in March, oh, in February, they've just released a trailer for the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, yeah. which is like another fucking legacy sequel where they're like, hey, remember these other eight, nine movies that happened? They don't exist anymore. It's the original movie and this one. Uh, and yeah. And Lee will not be watching it. I personally, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't give a fuck about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise in general. Uh, so. Yeah, and it's going straight to Netflix, so it'll be on streaming so people can choose to watch it or not. Uh, also, we've got in March, uh, The Batman, which I'm hearing from early test screenings is a horror movie. Interesting. Um, Interesting. That, like, it's a very heavily influenced by Jigsaw and Seven, like, dark, psychological, the Riddler is a fucking serial killer putting people in traps. I've heard it described as a horror movie. I'm probably going to get shit for saying that, but it's fucking Batman. So uh, next year, we've also got the new Hellraiser movie by David Bruckner, which is going straight to Hulu in America. Mm -hmm. No word yet on what it's doing over here. Hopefully it'll go to some sort of streaming platform. I assume Hulu goes to Prime. No, because Hulu is owned by Disney. Oh, it goes to Disney Plus. Which means it'll probably be going to Disney Plus. Come on, Disney. Uh, I have a question, though, and I'm going to put this thought in people's minds. So, the new Pinhead is female, mm-hmm. based on more of the book. So, if 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 Hellraiser is a Hulu exclusive and Hulu owned Disney, and Pinhead is female, does that mean that Pinhead is technically going to be a Disney princess in 2022? Yes. Because yes. I'm, I'm all about that. Yeah. I feel like it will be going to star over actual Disney Plus, but... I mean, it either, counts. either way. It counts. Uh, so that, I'm looking forward to that. Massively looking forward to that. I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see, after seeing The Night House, what David Bruckner does. I'm quite excited for it after, after seeing the first Hellraiser movie. I'm very interested as to what a female pinhead would look like. Then we've got, also next year, coming straight to streaming, HBO Max, uh, Lee Cronin, Irish director of The Hole in the Ground, doing Evil Dead Rise, mm-hmm. which I'm very fucking excited about. Is this the sequel to the remake? No, it's completely different. Okay. So it's a, uh, so it's not a like I think the Evil Dead movies are now kind of becoming standalones. Okay. Um, so it's set in a city. I think it's set in Chicago, um, and it's in like a, an apartment building, and it's a woman, her sister, and her two kids, and they find the Necronomicon in the apartment. Okay. Uh, and all hell breaks loose. But I saw an interview recently with Bruce Campbell, who's one of the executive producers on it, mm-hmm. basically saying that um, it's going to be more excruciating than the others in the sense that, like, these are, like, siblings and then it's, like, so you've got two sisters and then you've got children involved and then possessions and you're having to kill family members 
and it's like can a mother kill a child if it's possessed can like okay right, all well, this sort of that's stuff enough, babe. so i'm kind of like excited because like i like the idea of them setting it in an urban setting and like the episode of creep show we watched the television of the dead where, oh, they, yeah. where that fucking bob ross fought the deadites that was funny was fucking amazing so uh then we've got the sadness which we previously mentioned uh on our best of which is the Taiwanese... Which Lee will not be watching. ...fucking zombie movie, which I'm quite hyped about seeing, because apparently it will test your gag reflex. I I will not be watching it. Let's go. Uh, Halloween Ends, we've got coming out next year, which is the third part of David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy. We've got The North Man, which is the new Robert Eggers movie. Oh, it's got Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, it's all about a Victorian... uh, uh, No, not Victorian. A Viking prince whose like, father gets murdered and he glo- goes on like a bloody revenge trail. All I've heard from a test screening is there's a scene where Alexander Skarsgård pulls a man's throat out with his teeth. And I'm like, fuck yes. Like, I'm I'm one, one, one and O currently with Robert Eggers. I've seen The Witch and I love The Witch, but I've not seen The Lighthouse. I want to see The Lighthouse. So of, of the new trinity of like horror directors that I love, he is the only one who I've not seen both of his movies so far. Because I've seen both of Ariasters and I've seen both of Jordan Peele's. Um, so I'm kind of excited because he's teamed with a lot of the same cast that he's worked with before. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, also, we've got Nope. Just nope. straight up Nope, which is the new Jordan Peele movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Peele reteaming with David Kaluuya. It's also got Stephen Yeun, Kiki Palmer and Michael Wincott from The Crow. I always think what's-his-face, isn't it? And I don't think he is. Um, Al- um, Aldous Hodge. He's not. And I think that's just wishful thinking on my part, because I fucking love But him. we saw the poster for it, because they released the poster this summer. It's out on June the 22nd, next year. And it's just like, the poster was just like a cloud with a bunch of like Christmas lights hanging from it, floating over like yeah, a city. Nope. Uh, so I'm very... Like, you know, anybody that knows this podcast knows i'm always down for more jordan peele like as much as i was my opinion was divided on us i i still think he's one of the most exciting voices in horror and i think this could be anything and i'm just i'm just i'm very excited by the fact he just straight up called a horror movie nope yeah i'm like that's such a jordan peele thing to do but i'm i'm into it um so i'm looking forward to that uh we've got chucky season two coming out next year uh we've got Time Cut, which is the new movie written by the guy who wrote, by Michael Kennedy, who wrote Freaky. And it's basically a slasher back to the future. Okay. And I'm like, hell yeah, I love Freaky. I love Happy Death Day. Let's do it. Okay. Um, Prey, which is the new... Uh, so I feel like you'd be into this, like the idea of this. So it's the new Predator movie. Mm. I know you don't like Predator, but okay. it's set in the Comanche Indian times. And it's a, about a Comanche, a female Comanche native american warrior and it's about the first time that the predators come to earth and she stands up to like gender norms of the time against her tribe and tries to defend her tribe from the predators so in my head it's kind of like horizon zero dawn meets predator um and it's going straight to hulu it's going like so it'll be on disney plus over here um and it's by the guy who made uh 10 cloverfield lane so I'm kind of excited of the idea of like a Native American kind of like Predator movie. Okay. Uh, I feel like it'd be quite interesting. We'll see. We'll see. 
Um, and then there's another movie that I, when I was looking up what's coming out next year called Slayers, which I've just looked up. Um, basically, a bunch of people on a reality show go to spend an evening at a reclusive billionaire's house only to find out that he is actually a vampire and they need to rely on the help of a gamer and a fucking uh, vampire hunter to help them escape the situation. And that I was like, that sounds just sounds ridiculous. Amazing. I was like, that's got big, like, final girls, kind of, like, ridiculous... It does. ...high I concept like energy all over that. it. That sounds ridiculous. So... We've also got... It's, it's the back end of this year. Well, we're already, like, nearly... We've only got a week left of this year. Yeah, never mind. I can't remember what I was going to say now. I was like, there was something I was going to bring up and then my brain went, back end of this year, and that was as far as the thought got, before my brain went, no, nah, I forgot now. And then, obviously, <laughs> TV-wise next year, we've got the conclusion of Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the Hellraiser TV series, which is being adapted, adapted by David Gordon Green, which is completely separate to the Hellraiser film. We've got Archive 81. That was what I was going to talk January. about. Beginning of next year. Yeah, Archive 81, which I'm super excited for. I need to re-listen to the podcast before it airs. Because okay. I haven't listened to Archive 81 in quite a while. Cool. Must do that. That's exciting. So yeah. um, we've got that happening. We've also got Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Mm-hmm. The TV show that's getting Rupert Grint out of fucking retirement. Holla holla. Holla holla. Uh, which would be quite exciting. I think that could be potentially quite good. Um, it's going to be like a weird anthology movie that he's like producing. And I think he's writing some of it. So it's mm. based on like his ideas. Uh, that's coming straight to Netflix some point in 2022. Uh, we've also got The Last of Us for HBO. Which is based mm. on the the, uh, the video game. Which would be quite good. Uh, and then obviously we've got the interview of a vampire TV series, which is finally coming to a streaming service or one of the TV networks. A in streaming 22. service near you. Uh, yeah. So we have. Oh, do you think this is? Is it being called Interview the Vampire? Is it? I thought it was going to be called the Chronicles. It's called. It's called the Anne Rice Chronicles or the Vampire Chronicles. But I think the first season of it is based on Interview. Yeah, because we now have casting. Yeah. And the things I have been waiting for the show for so long. And I've been following everything I can on social media about what is going on with it. So I'm quite, I'm really, really excited to see A, it finally happened and B, to judge dramatically what they do with it. (laughs) (laughs) Because undoubtedly they'll start hiring and I'll be like, what is this? What have you done? I think the fact that her and her son are involved. Yeah, the fact that that Anne and, I wouldn't say Stan then, but Stan was her husband. Chris. Chris. The fact that Anne and Christopher are involved uh, gives me some high hopes for the show. Because yeah. uh, Vampire Chronicles has been Anne's lifelong work and she keeps falling back into the world as well. So I'm hoping, with all hopes in my heart, that this, this goes well and they, they do make a true and, and you know feasible adaptation of probably one of the most convoluted and long-standing vampire books in existence. Because if anyone has ever read the Vampire Chronicles, those books go some fucking places, man. Like, there's an entire book where Lestat trades bodies with a human. Nice. Called Tales of the Body Thief. Uh, There's an entire one where he goes to heaven and hell and he hangs out with the devil. As the devil's trying to seduce him into being his right-hand man. That's Memnock. Yeah, those books go some places, man. 
they go some places and then also as well um i know the options have also been bought by the same company for the um witches series as well um the mayfair witches which are also interconnected with the vampire chronicles so i don't know if maybe we're going to get a mayfair witches show that's interwoven to the vampire chronicles as well which would be cool I'm here for it. If you're trying to make 20 bajillion series based on that book series, I am totally here for it. And I will support every fucking thing. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's kind of like the big things that are happening next year. Can so... you tell what Leah's really excited for? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think also, I think the Final Girls support group TV show is coming out next year as well. Uh, I think it's due to come out next year. Uh, yeah. Charlize Theron's working on that with Grady Hendrix for, I think, HBO Max or hbo possibly Maybe. so we we can also look forward to that hopefully probably i would assume the back end of next year and hopefully by the time it's released lee will have actually read her final girl support group book that she bought at release nice <laughs> and hasn't picked up yet because her to read list is massive so yeah there's a lot of things to look forward to next year as i say we've got some changes coming up on the podcast ourselves and obviously there's a lot of things for us to be looking forward to next year. We're really excited to find out what you guys are looking forward to, what you think of the new changes. Um, so yeah, hit us up on social media. Uh, S-I-M-A-H-F pod on Twitter as always. So I'm Arada Horror Fan on Tumblr and Instagram. Uh, yeah, just come let us know our thoughts. We hope you, you guys have enjoyed the first year of so I'm Arada Horror Fan. We hope you're looking forward to the next year. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff in store for you. Our final episode drops on the 27th, so that'll be Monday, and it's on a nightmare before Christmas. And then after that, we will be returning on the 3rd of January with our first episode of 2022, which will be based on Pan's Labyrinth. And it'll be officially the beginning of season two. Yes. Because we're not taking a break like most sensible <laughs> people do. So keep it locked to our social media for all of our updates, notifications. Um, turn the notifications on wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you once again for all of your support. You guys have all been amazing. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your Christmas period. And uh, we'll see you in the new year. Take care. Bye. Bye.